Hello, and welcome to Lore of the Flies. This is the finale of a four-part series discussing the archetypes, characters, symbols, and themes portrayed in Lord of the Flies by William Golding. I'm Duncan Lapkin, and I'm here with Owen Marcotte. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 11 and 12, which is pages 168 through 202, or PDF pages 105 through 126. All quotes will be in terms of PDF pages. In this episode, we will be discussing characters and symbols that become relevant in this section, and how this novel presents Golding's view of the world. It has come to our attention that in our last two episodes, we were discussing the topics without asking questions. We will be asking questions in this episode. With that said, let's get started. What is represented by Sam and Eric, and how are they motivated? Sam and Eric are a representation of the effects of, society, of social pressures. They don't want to follow the lawlessness and insanity of Jack and his savages, but they are forced to. They are motivated by the desire to survive at all costs, even if it means sacrificing their beliefs. This example is hide when they state, they made us, they hurt us, Golding 177. They are tortured and oppressed by the tribe, and they are doing all that they can to stay alive. What is represented by Roger, and how is he motivated? Roger represents true, primal brutality. He doesn't yearn for power like Jack does. He only wants to inflict pain on others. This is hinted at when he throws when he threw rocks at the little ones in Chapter 4, but missed on purpose, still being bound by society. However, as the boys stay longer on the island, straying further from society and more towards savagery, those bounds are broken, and Roger is given the ability to harm others mercilessly. Golding writes, he mastered his breathing for a moment, wiped his mouth, and told himself to be calm. Sam and Eric were somewhere in that line and hating it. Or were they? And supposing, instead of them, he met the chief, or Roger, who carried death in his hands. Golding 122. As previously stated, Roger is motivated by the desire to hunt others. This is what caused him to join Jack's tribe. Here he is able to do what he wants and is rewarded for it by Jack. Several character archetypes are also present in this novel. What is one of those archetypes, uh, archetypes who embodies that archetype, and how have their actions throughout the text provided evidence for their place in that archetype? As we stated in our first podcast, Ralph embodies the hero archetype. Now that we have read the whole book, there is even further evidence to show this. He is courageous, as exemplified when he stood up to Jack and his tribe at Castle Rock in order to get Faye's glasses back and hopefully to save everyone from the island. As Golding writes, I say, you voted me for chief. Didn't you hear the conch? You played a dirty trick. We'd have given you fire if you had asked for it. Golding 110. Ralph is willing to stand up against the total insanity of the savages and despite his fear of them, because he knows it needs to be done. He sacrificed his own safety for the sake of helping the entire group, the definition of a hero. How have the characters grown throughout the novel? Every character started out as a young boy stranded on an island. As the story progressed, the society faded for the boys, and most of them fell to savagery. Jack became power-hungry. He heard less about surviving or being rescued, and more about being in charge. Roger became violent. To him, it didn't matter if he was in charge or the most important on the island, because all he wanted to do was have fun. Ralph changed, but because of necessity. He knew the island needed a leader, a leader better than Jack, so he stood up to do it. Piggy changed from a smart but sheltered boy with trouble doing manual labor. Now being stranded on an island, he had to think resourcefully what he could do with what he had available, such as how his glasses became the source of fire. 
Simon began as a young shy boy and ended as one still, except with the gain insight nobody else had about the beast. Ultimately, savages don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear what agrees with them. And Simon's knowledge that the beast isn't a physical being led to his own demise. Throughout the novel, fire has been an important symbol. How has the meaning of the symbol changed? In Lord of the Flies, fire is always present as an important symbol. At, at the beginning of the novel, it, is, it represented the boys' hope for rescue and reintegration into society. It represented their product, productivity and sanity. However, even in the start of the text, the forest fire foreshadows what, the fi- what fire will become, a destructive and uncontrollable force that tears the boys' reasoning apart. It is ne- the neglecting of the fire that first heralded the boys' descent into savagery, and it is a desire for fire that inspired Jack to steal Piggy's glasses, which almost led to the destruction of the boys. However, the massive fire at the end of the novel ended up leading the boys to salvation. The smoke from the fire called the attention of a passing ship, and the fire herded everyone to where the captain was waiting. This is a perfect example of the duality of fire. One moment is utter doom, the next a savior. A symbol that hasn't shown its importance until now is that of paint. What is represented by the paint? The paint is used to make the savages feel less savage. Despite being identifiable, the paint makes them feel as if they are anonymous. This gives them the capability to do anything without feeling the guilt or remorse they would have felt in civilization. Golding writes, But they'll be painted. You know how it is. The others nodded. They understood only too well the liberation and the savagery that the concealing paint brought. Well, we won't be painted, said Ralph, because we aren't savages. Golding, 107. Because the boys see themselves as civil still, they don't feel a need to wear paint. However, they all do have savage instincts, shown previously at Simon's death. Instead of hiding the shame with paint, they do it by pretending it doesn't exist. What is represented by the officer, and how does it relate to the symbol of adults previously mentioned? The officer represents the safety and reasoning of society and adults. He is the savior of the boys, and upon his arrival, all of the boys suddenly snap back into reality from savagery and, and let loose the emotions that savagery helped hide. Additionally, when the officer asked for who was in charge, Ralph boldly answered that he was, and none of the other boys c- could even begin to rebuke him, besides Jack. As Golding writes, I am, said Ralph loudly, a little boy who wore the remains of an extraordinary black cap on his red hair and who carried the remains of a pair of spectacles at his waist, started forward, then changed his mind and stood still. This displays how Ralph is the only one who didn't fall into savagery. He is the only one sane enough to speak to an adult. As such, the others finally see why he is a better leader than Jack. In this section of the novel, the conch was destroyed. How is this important? The conch began as a symbol of authority and leadership, and as the novel progressed, it also became equated to the sign of civilization, as leadership doesn't always denote civilization, evident by Jack's tribe. The breaking of the conch represents the breaking of the last strand of civilization. Around the time of the breaking, Simon had died, Piggy was about to die, and Sam and Eric were taken captive and forced to be a part of the tribe. With only one person left, Ralph, all last traces of civilization had been destroyed, leaving the savages with ultimate power. There are many archetypes present in this novel, such as the shadow archetype. Who or what fills this archetypal role, and how has it changed throughout the text? The shadow archetype is defined as life in- instincts, which exist as part of the unconscious mind and are composed of repressed ideas, weaknesses, desires, instincts, and shortcomings. Often described as the darker side of the psyche, 
re- representing wildness, chaos, and the unknown in the archetypes list pre-AP English document. The beast from the novel is, the, is a perfect fit for this archetype. It is the personification of the savage's fear and what led to Jack seizing control. However, the beast is not real. It is just the boy's instinct, instinctive fear of their situation and the unknown. Simon realized this, but was killed before he could share his findings. When Simon recognized the nature of the beast, he, he hallucinated that it came from the head of a pig on a stick. Later, Ralph destroys that head, symbolizing how his fears are coming to the surface of his, uncon- of his conscious and how he fights against that fear. The various color archetypes are also present in the novel. How were colors used in the text? The color red was used in describing the rock used to kill Piggy. The archetype of red represents violence, blood, and sacrifice. This is relevant because the rock was used as a tool for violence and power in killing Piggy and crushing the conch. Castle Rock was specifically chosen for the location of Jack's tribe because in the eyes of the savages, they saw the rock and immediately thought of its potential for violence. The colors white and gold are also used in describing the colors of the naval officer. White represents purity and innocence, and gold represents value and power. The officer is an adult and, as such, holds more power and respect than the boys. Explaining the gold. The white comes from the fact that, despite being a part of the military, he has only lived in a civilized society and cannot fathom what he sees on the island. He is innocent to the power of savagery and such believes the boys should have acted better. Now that we have spent the last three episodes discussing characters, events, symbols, archetypes, and topics, what does it tell us about how Golding views the world? Throughout the novel, Golding has consistently shown evidence that society and civilization suppress the beast of savagery that is inside everyone. And in a world without civilization, humans will fall to that savagery rather than recreate a successful society. This has been shown throughout the use of symbols representative of attempted order and authority, such as the conch shell and its breaking. This has also been demonstrated through specific events, such as the formation of Jack's tribe and the hunting of both pigs and of Ralph. Even if the tribe didn't need food at the moment, they hunted because they felt powered by the action of killing. Golding didn't write this novel with the pure intention of entertaining others with a story of boys on an island. He wrote it to share his view of society, this view of society, that everyone has a beast, but it is hidden by our modern civilized life. And with that, our podcast series has come to a close. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. And this has been Lore of the Flies.